0: Hello. Hello <laughs> Hello. Well, hi, As Rachel said, for those of you that don't know, my name's Amy. Um, I really dislike public speaking. So that's a really good start. <laughs> um, but it's good to do things outside of our comfort zone. And one of the reasons I'm pointing that out is because I made my children go to a holiday club this week that they'd never been to before and they did not want to go to. So children, it's mummy's turn to feel nervous and outside of her comfort zone and do something that she's a bit uncomfortable with. Can I invite all the children to come down? As we talked about feeling distracted, it's really easy to feel distracted, even at church. So why don't we come down to the front where we can really focus and I can look you in the eye. And any adults who think they might need to come to the front are welcome to as well. <laughs> you can sit on the floor, you can sit on the chairs, kids, I don't mind. Oh, guys, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate the show of solidarity, I have to say. <laughs> Lovely. I'll wait for a few more, there's a few more coming. So... We are gonna start, I need your help, really. If we can have the first slide up, I want you guys to have a look. What do you think these people have in common? So we've got Dora the Explorer, a pirate, the Sergeant family, I'll just point out Megan is a geography teacher, there's a clue in that, a taxi driver and some other sort of explorer looking people at the bottom. Can anybody guess what they might have in common that they use or do? Isla! They all travel, and what might they use with their traveling? (laughs) Rachel. Do they use a map? They use a map, well done. And actually, the sergeants have just done a wonderful trip round Norway, and they would have had to have done a lot, of, a lot of map usage. Yes, good. Okay, so next slide, please. So does anybody have anyone in their family who's quite good with maps? Yeah, okay, so I mean, we have to have a sergeant, don't we, based on that. So can we have a Megan or a Joe down to the front, please? I need two more. So, Fia and Hattie, you put your hands up. Who's good, who's good with directions in your family? didn't put your hand up were you both scratching your head at the same time that's fine phoebe who's good in our family at maps me (laughs) (laughs) no you weren't primed for it i know (laughs) just there it's fine thank you have we got anyone you can nominate anyone in the room it doesn't have to be a parent if you're a, a husband sat next to a wife or vice versa going you're quite good with directions or maps Don't be shy. I'm not going to make you do anything horrible. Jenny Deagle, lovely. Thank you very much. I need one more. One more adult, if possible. We'll get the kids involved later. One more adult. I'll just pick on someone otherwise. Yes, Mike. Thank you. Come on down. Let's have a round of applause for our... I would say volunteers, but they've not really volunteered. They've been forced. (laughs) Right. So if you could stand, perhaps, if you could just spread yourselves there, there, and there, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Now I should give a little, um, a little nod to Merrick and Anne, who have donated these OS maps. There's one each, here we go. One. You don't need your glasses, there's no reading involved. When I said it was to do with maps and directions, it was a little bit of a red herring, because what, what I actually need you to do when the music begins is do your best job at refolding these OS maps to the original size and shape okay you've got the length of the mission impossible theme to accomplish that and then we'll have a little look and we'll judge the winner okay guys thank you very much off you go Joe's coming to help you because he can't resist. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Joe said, try doing it when it's blowing a gale, because he wants to show off that he's probably done that. Thank you. Thank you, volunteers. Thank you very much. I think Joe was a clear winner there. Swiftly followed by Jenny. No. These are my children, in case you're wondering. (laughs) Two out of three, right. Well, it's nice to warm up a bit like that, isn't it? I'm really hoping my hand's going to stop doing this by the end of the talk. <laughs> right. I'm going to invite Di up to come and do our reading for us. Um, and then we will dive right into what
1: Jesus is saying.
0: Oh, you need the mic. <laughs> yeah, thank you. you probably need the
1: mic. Jesus said... The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. Simon Peter asked, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We've no idea where you're going, so how can we know the way? Thank you, Di. I've asked Di to just wait there for a sec, because there's one more
0: line she's going to read in a minute. But just to summarize, okay, so in case you didn't catch what happened in that passage, Jesus is talking to his disciples. They've just had a meal together, and it's not too long before he goes to the cross to die. Okay? And what he's doing is he's explaining to his followers... When I die, I'm going back to be with my Father in heaven. And what I'm going to do when I get there is prepare a place for you guys, prepare a room, prepare a space, so that when you die, you come back with me, and we're all together with the Father, and it's going to be great. Okay, so he's explaining, when I die, that's what I'm going to do. And then one day, when you die, you're going to come as well. All right? So at that point, Thomas, who's one of his followers, says we don't know the way to get to where you're, like, how do we get to where you're going? That doesn't make sense. He can't get his head around it. How will we know the way? And Jesus's answer to this is the bit we're going to focus on today. So thank you, Di, if you could read the next bit.
1: Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me lovely thank you wow what an answer
0: so Jesus says he is the way he is the way to God not only that he also says he's the truth and the life and we will look at those bits as well so what does Jesus actually mean when he says that he is the way well let's go back to our maps so on a map either a real paper one, or maybe on an app. Maybe you've got Google Maps, or Waze, or one of these other maps that come on a phone. If we want to find out how to get from one place to another, we have to come up with a list of directions, don't we? So we might do that by looking at the map, or we might do that and get the app to do it for us. And it tells you, step by step, the instructions of how to get from A to B. And maybe, if you've got a voice on your app, It might sound a bit like this. All familiar with that sound. I turn mine off now because it's quite annoying. (laughs) Now, at the time that Jesus lived, God was generally considered to be pretty hard to get to. In fact, the presence of God had previously only being present in the very middle of one particular temple and only one person, hello city. not Suti. he didn't go into the Holy of Holies, only one person, a special priest was allowed to go into the place where the presence of God was. And even then, it was only once a year, the priest would go in to make atonement for the sin of the people. Does anybody know, children, can any of you tell me what sin means? Edith. It's when and people don't love God. Yeah, that's a good answer. It's when we choose our own ideas and our own ways over God's. And we perhaps think that we know better. And we maybe get a bit tangled up and get it a bit wrong. And sometimes we do it on purpose. And sometimes we sort of do it because we've lost our way a bit so the priest would make atonement now making atonement means making some kind of payment or sacrifice to make up for something you've done wrong so in this case the priest would follow a lot of very specific very detailed instructions to get himself ready and then he'd go into the presence of God follow some more instructions And more details while he was in there, including things like making sacrifices, and when he'd finished, all the things the people had done wrong would be considered forgiven by God, and the priest would do it again a year later. That's quite a simplified version. Now some of these instructions would sound quite strange to us today, and the Bible does tell us quite a lot about what they had to do. There's quite a lot of information in the Bible, but I've Maybe this is the sort of map to get to God that, in those days, they would have listened to. Wash yourself. Wear a plain robe with bells dangling from the bottom. Take some goats with you. Sprinkle some animal blood seven
1: times. You have reached your destination.
0: So, wash yourself. Wear a robe with bells dangling off the bottom take some goats with you, sprinkle animal blood seven times, and then you've reached your destination. A lot of instructions, and that's just an example. There were more. It was hard to get to God. God's presence was not readily available for everyone to get to. But what Jesus is saying here is that that way of doing things... It's no longer needed. Jesus is saying he is the way. That means there isn't a list of instructions on how to get to God anymore. When Jesus came to live on the earth and die on the cross, he became like a bridge straight to God. He atoned for our sins, he was the payment by sacrificing his own life. All we have to do to get to God the Father, to be with him, to know him, is to come to Jesus. Because of God's great love for us, Jesus died on the cross, paid the price for all the stuff that all of the humans who have ever lived have done wrong and will do wrong, and that includes you and me, so that we can be with God. In fact, and this is the bit I find really interesting, is that It's now the only way. And so even if you wanted to do it the other way, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work. He is the only way to God. Now, you might be wondering, why would I want to be with God? I'm going to put city there. (laughs) Why would I want to be with God or know him? What's so good about him? How do I know he's someone I want to be close to? Well, you're not the only one who wanted a bit more information. Philip, one of Jesus' followers, says to Jesus, show us the Father, then we'll be satisfied. In other words, I want to know more about the Father you keep telling us about and that we're going to spend forever with. I want to know what he's like. Well, if we want to know what he's like and why it's worth knowing him, the answer is in the next thing Jesus says. So can anyone remember, I am the way, I am the truth. I am the truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. Now that is a bit different to saying, I tell the truth. It's not quite the same. And the reason it's different is because Jesus says in verse 9 and 10, anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. So what Jesus is saying is that he's like a mirror of the Father, of God. They have the same heart, the same mind, the same purposes. So grown-ups, your turn. Can anyone... Shout out what we know, some things that we know about Jesus. You're going to have to be really brave and shout it out loudly. Or we'll start with the children, they're willing. Phoebe, go on. What do we know about Jesus? What was he like? Lovely. Thank you, Phoebe. <laughs> Zach, did you want to say something? What do we know about Jesus? What's he like? He loves us. He loves us. If a five year old can do it, you guys can do it. Come on. What do we know about Jesus? Pardon? He wore a robe. He wore a robe what do we know about Jesus? He's faithful. He's our saviour, I heard somewhere. He heals. Creator. Anything else? Like spending time with people. Oh, I missed that last one. What was that one? Sacrifice, he was a sacrifice, so he gave himself. Yeah. Provider, was that? Yeah. Teacher. Teacher. Saviour. Forgives us. Teach us. Warrior, was that? Yeah. Spelling, Amy. W A. I don't want to write warrior because that's something else. And he wasn't that. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. Anything else? God's son. God's son. So part of, part of God. So. Compassionate. Oh, good. You've got the juices flowing now. Brilliant. So let's pause there. I love that now you've got loads of answers. This is great. <laughs> so anything we know about Jesus and what he was like tells us what God is like. So if we know that Jesus is faithful, we know God is faithful. If we know that Jesus is compassionate, we know God is compassionate. If Jesus liked spending time with people, we know God the Father loves spending time with people. And on and on and on and on and on. That's what Jesus is saying when he says, I'm the truth. He's saying, I am showing you God, what God is like. So, the last statement, we've had, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Thank you. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now this is talking about being with God forever having a room prepared for us, like we heard Jesus saying earlier, I'm going to prepare a place for you to come and be with the Father. That's eternal life. That's what we've heard about. But that's not it. Jesus also said in John chapter 10, 10, and I've taken the amplified translation here, version here, because I love it. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And that's talking about our lives Now, not after we've died, now. There isn't an area that God hasn't got covered. Whether it's in our lives on earth now, or whether it's after we die, he offers us life. And that's great news. And it's true, whatever age you are, whether you're five, and your best friend is sooty, or whether you are 95, or anywhere in between, or older than, I mean, we're not going to cap it at either of those ages, (laughs) just to be theologically sound. (laughs) All we have to do is come to Jesus. If you want to experience fullness of life and have Jesus as your good shepherd, who takes care of you, restores your soul and walks through this life with you, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, say thank you for coming and dying on the cross so that all the barriers to knowing God, including my own sin, have been taken away. Open the door to new life with him where we can be loved and we can love those around us with God's love too. So... To close, I'd love to provide an opportunity, children and adults, for you to come to Jesus today and to accept him as the way, the truth, and the life. If you would like to be part of God's family, to have life in its fullness, and to know Father God for yourself, you can pray these words. So kids, I'm going, to pray, I'm going to read this prayer. And anybody in the room who wants to say that for the first time, or maybe not the first time, maybe you just feel like you need to say it again, you can pray this in your mind. And say yes to Jesus as being the way to God today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you sent your son Jesus. I come to you now because of what Jesus has done for me by dying on the cross in my place. I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. Thank you that Jesus dealt with all my sin and became the way to you. I want to know you as my father and to live my life close to you. Amen. Now, children, there's two of you left. It's not the best review I've ever had. (laughs) If wherever you are in the room, if you have prayed that prayer in your heart, then this is a really special day. And I'm going to ask the adults a question. And I want children, I want you to look around the room. Adults, can you put your hand up if you remember the day that you maybe prayed that prayer or something similar or you said yes to Jesus in some way? Can you just raise your hand? I'm not going to pick on any of you to tell your story. Children, have a look around the room. Look at all these people who remember the day, and it could have been, some of them are quite old, it could have been a really long time ago, (laughs) when they said yes to Jesus and invited him in. That's amazing. And it is a special day because it can change your life. Fantastic. And if you did pray that prayer today for the first time, Can I encourage you to tell one of your grown-ups at some point? It doesn't have to be now. And maybe you can ask them about when they said that prayer and find out what their story is. And adults, similarly, maybe if you've prayed that prayer for the first time today, can I encourage you to tell someone you trust so they can stand with you in your journey with God and welcome to the family also if you did. So kids, there is now an activity at the back if you would like to go with Sarah. Or you are welcome to continue and join with us in some worship. It's completely up to you. And I also want to just encourage us to respond. Perhaps if if we are a Christian and we've prayed that prayer, I think I felt that there was still a response maybe for us today. And what struck me, as I mentioned before, as I was preparing was that that reminder that there isn't any other way to come to God. Jesus isn't one option of a few ways. He's the way. And sometimes other things can start to feel like the way to God. Maybe success or maybe being a a good person or a generous person Or perhaps we start to buy into alternative truths. Or we can start to believe that other things or even other people are the way to a meaningful and full life. And it can be God-given things that trip us up. Maybe you're an avid reader of Christian books, full of wisdom and encouragement, pointing you to Jesus, and it feels like reading these books can get you some way to being—you feel closer to God. But maybe you've neglected coming directly to Jesus anymore. Or maybe you've given so much of your time and energy to your family each day, endeavouring to be a godly husband or wife or mum or dad, instilling wanting to instill biblical values, model who God is, but maybe you've done it at the expense of actually talking to Jesus. I know that's me on days, but for me in particularly when I was reflecting, I felt like I've sometimes lost sight of the Jesus that I first knew. My life experiences, my own hang-ups, and my mess have skewed who Jesus is in my mind, and he doesn't always resemble the Jesus of the Bible quite so much as he used to and therefore my understanding of who God is becomes skewed and the Jesus of my mind is not the way the truth and the life only actual Jesus is that and he is far better far kinder more gracious and more passionately invested in me than the Jesus I imagine So, it might be that something I've said resonates with you. It might be something completely different that I haven't mentioned. It also might be that there's someone in your heart or in your mind who you long would recognize Jesus as the way for themselves. Whatever your individual and personal response or reaction is, I'm going to invite Mikey and Jill and Russ back up. And we're just going to take this moment to come back to Jesus, bring whatever it is, but come straight to him.